Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show. You know, our mission is to serve you with information that empowers you so you can make better financial decisions in your life. Once you know, I love answering your questions on this podcast, but there's no way we can get to the many, many, many thousands of questions that are posted for me. So that's why we have the Team Clark Consumer Action Center, as we've had since 1993, answering your questions one-on-one for free. And you can learn how to get that one-on-one advice at clark.com slash C-A-C. Today, I want to talk to you about two very practical ways to prepare your near and long-term future. We're going to talk about how to protect yourself in the event of a property insurance claim. And we're going to talk about saving for the possibility of needing care with daily living, long-term care, whatever you want to call it. Right now, we're going to talk about documenting what you have. You know, whether you own a home, a condo, rent an apartment, whatever it is, if you're renting, I want you to have renter's insurance. If you have the unfortunate event of a burglary or there's some loss due to a fire or some other catastrophe and your stuff is gone for whatever reason, the insurer is going to fight you like you're in one of those ultimate fighting championship things. But they're both kicking and punching, and you're just standing there as the punching bag. Because the insurers are going to be really, really harsh and hard to deal with. Not every insurer, not every time, but it seems the general trend in this area is not your friend. And so what you need is some truth serum. And I want you to come up with a date, whatever it is. It'll be whatever it might be, your birthday, change of seasons, anything like that. It could be a holiday. Just a set time each year. And my wife does this every year where she goes around and does a walk and talk. And she'll be walking around and she'll say, hey, you know, we bought that. Do you remember what you paid for that? And then I go, $382. I mean, I just have this memory for numbers. So we, we go through room by room and we take on the phone, we just shoot this video and then we have it stored in the cloud. And in the event something happens, because you get a lot of things over the course of your years, some things new, some things are older, but you're never going to remember all of them, especially with the emotional upset you'll have about whatever catastrophe is struck, that your stuff is gone. So this is so easy and simple. The more detail you have as you do it, the better it's going to be. My wife is an incredible video camera person. I mean, just incredible. 
And so the videos look fantastic. Like they could go straight in a TV commercial. She's so good at it. And so this is so simple. One time each year. But come up with a set time so time doesn't slip away. And let's hope that nothing ever happens in your life that harms your possessions, they get stolen, whatever. But if it does happen, you've been paying for insurance, you might as well get the money you're entitled to. One other annex to this. If with your insurance, you can buy replacement value coverage, buy that. Because the other game insurers play is they depreciate out your stuff so much. And they'll say, yeah, you may have paid $383 for that last year, but now this year we think it's worth 12 cents. I mean, it's a terrible problem. And that's why if your insurer does offer you replacement value option, you want that. Krista? Okay. I mean, uh, you know, we have a lot of podcast listeners who don't know the tragedy that befell you in 2009. I wouldn't call it a tragedy, but yes, our house. It was a tragedy. (laughs) Her house was destroyed in a, what was called a thousand year flood. Yeah. An area that occasionally would have very light flooding. Her house became a houseboat along with many of her neighbors and your possessions were overwhelmingly destroyed. And you had this problem with insurance getting compensation for all your stuff. That was a nightmare, but actually like, I feel like that was a good thing in my life, even though it was really hard because it just shows you how little importance those material things are. All I really cared about were the sentimental items in the end, but it worked out fine. So here you just made me seem like such no, the most no, no. shallow person I think what, No, we did get no. our money for her things that were lost, but like yeah. <laughs> it just gave me a different perspective on that, sure. which was great. Sure. Caroline in Georgia says, I've read your article about top insurance companies. It makes me wonder, are we paying more by using an insurance agent? I'm confused that our agent has us with a D-plus company. So D-plus, I don't know what list you're looking at and what standard. Your insurer is not considered to be one of the really great level companies. I don't know that they would necessarily go that far down the heap where the next grade is a failing F. But an independent agent can be a very valuable tool. They know the industry very well and they want long-term loyal customers. And it's different than a captive agent. All state and state farm use what are known as captive agents where they work for and only write for all state and state farm. You're with an independent agent who can write with many different companies. I think the question should be answered by you not being accusatory towards the agent call the agent and say, hey, you know, I was looking up this insurer you put me with. I'm reading online. Uh, they've got a really bad rating. Are they really okay? Are you comfortable with me being with them? And the agent may say, you know, let's look at your next renewal, see if there's somebody else you should be with, or put your mind at ease about being with who you're with. Ed in California says, I'm planning to move my savings from a big monster mega bank to a high-yield online bank. But I see that Fidelity is offering a great rate on its money market account. I would like to move the money to Fidelity since I already have an account there, even though I could get a slightly higher rate at a high-yield online savings account. Is their money market account as safe as a high-yield account? Money market accounts are very safe. They are not FDIC insured. Your money, though, the way money market accounts are structured, I'm not worried about it. The chance of doing what they call break the buck is so remote. And there's so much 
attention by the Federal Reserve and other regulators on this issue, I'm not freaked out about it. On the other hand, I am freaked out about the fact that I think we're nearing a peak on interest rates on savings. And if there's money that you can put aside that is not for potential immediate needs, I'd rather see you put it into CDs of uh, longer duration, If as long as it's comfortable for you, you can even ladder CDs, the money that you don't need to have immediate access to, because the rates on CDs are above 5%, pretty much across the board from three months to 10 years right now. And those are FDIC insured. And you can buy those through Fidelity Investments. Richard in North Carolina says, we have two children, both married. As it relates to our estate, my wife and I have always envisioned having them 50-50. However, at this point now, it's likely that one of our children is having kids, our grandchildren, and the other probably will not have any children. Since our one child will not have children, I'm thinking we should allocate more of our estate to future grandchildren, but want to keep things fair between our two children. Any suggestions on how to do this, but try to have everyone view it as fair? It's an ongoing conversation with your kids. If your child who you think, adult child who you think is not going to have children, this just sprung on your adult child and you say, you know, we decided not to give you as much because uh, you're not planning to have kids. It would be more likely better to have a conversation with both kids, probably separately, and just say, you know, we're trying to figure this out. We have been planning to give each of you half the money, just like you said to me. I mean, this is, this is a real thing that, well, you know, they're going to have a lot more mouths to feed. They're going to have kids that are going to need education, all that. And so we were trying to gauge what your plans are with your life to make sure that we take care of you, but also make sure we take care of any grandkids that would come along. I, I think having it is an ongoing conversation, not say, well, you know, we sat down and we decided now we're going to tell you we're going to give two thirds to, to one child and we can give you a third because, well, you're not going to have kids. I, I think you never present something like that as, uh, what is the French, fait accompli? Yeah, nice. Is that right? As a done deal. <laughs> and uh, so that's why I think it's better for you. It's your money. You should do with it what you intend. And if it's something you don't feel comfortable talking about with your kids, but it's something you want to do and you just don't feel it'd be great to have that conversation, then write a letter that's opened at the time the will is read and explain in the letter why you allocated like you did. And that will either be acceptable or not acceptable to the child who's getting less, but you have your reasons. And if later it turns out you're wrong and both of them have kids and you're still cooking, you just redo the will and reallocate how you're going to give the funds. And also, you talk to a lawyer who does wills, estates, and trusts. They've dealt with this scenario before and may have much better suggestions as this is what they do every day about how to approach it than either of the things I just said. And I want to tell you, coming up ahead, speaking of needs, what about if you need long-term care, what role are your kids going to play? How are you going to pay for it? That's a challenge so many people face. And I wanted to take another stab at talking about it 
with a broken insurance industry concerning long-term care, how you can approach this as an individual or a couple as you're thinking about later in life. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance— Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What if I were to tell you that 80% of us who reach age 65, 80% of us who reach that age are later going to need long-term care, nursing home care, assistance in the home, whatever. As we move past 65, there's an overwhelming possibility, probability, that you're going to need care. And People in financial planning are all tearing their hair out because they really don't have a good solution, a good answer for this lack of good, viable insurance options to insure against that risk. And in the past, you may have heard me talk about buying products I don't normally recommend, like a whole life insurance policy, where you can then buy a rider that gives you a living benefit that the tax code is friendly to for paying for assisted living, long-term care, nursing home, blah, blah, blah. And that's like in a world with very few good options, that seems to be about all that's left to insure because the insurance industry blew it with specific long-term care insurance and has really harmed so many people by failing to properly set the premiums, and then putting people into what's known as the death spiral, where people have to forego their coverage because they can't afford the premium increases because long-term care insurance premiums are not guaranteed, and they can go up, up, and away. So it was interesting to read a Barron story about this, and what's happening in the long-term care industry 
and in financial planning is you got 3% of people, 3% who have insurance for help with daily activities, long-term care, whatever. Three out of 100 for something that is going to happen to 80 out of 100 who are 65 or older. 80%. And it's because the market's so broken. And what was fascinating reading in the Barron's article is that what financial advisors are doing now is they are coming up with a way to budget for it. Let's say there's a home that you own free and clear has a lot of equity in it. They're saying, well, you use that equity to pay for long-term care. That tells me how broken the industry is. Christine Benz, who's director of retirement planning for Morningstar, a wonderful woman I met recently in Maryland. Uh, Christine says that wealthy people should budget to save a mad money fund for the possibility they need long-term care. If they don't need it, then it goes to heirs or goes to charity or whatever you want to do. That it needs to be part of the whole financial planning picture where it's got to be, it's almost like when I talk about self-insuring for repairs to your home, you self-insure for the need for assistance with living. But the favorite tool of financial planners to pay for long-term care is, Krista? Oh boy, an HSA. An HSA is right! (laughs) I'm going to become the man from HSA instead of the man from... I like it, I like it. So... This is another reason that HSAs are such a phenomenal thing because they can be used as a pre-tax tool to save money tax-free that's spent tax-free on medical purposes and reasons. But how crazy it is that the insurance industry has really done a belly flop on this and Insurance usually is able to come up with products that work for holes and needs in the marketplace. When you tell me 3% of people have insurance for something that 80% of people are going to need, well, that's a broken market. All right, we'll go to questions now. This is from Joel in Washington. My bride and I have four rental homes and three children, ages 13, 13, and 10. We will likely sell a rental to help fund college for the children. Is there a 1031 exchange slash 529 contribution type of situation I can exercise to roll our capital gains into a tax-free education fund? While we have some 529 funds currently, it's nowhere near sufficient for three kids times four years of college. I got you, and I feel you on that with Mm -hmm. three kids myself. So, Joel, the good news is that capital gains tax rates are so favorable and so much lower than ordinary income tax, there is no 1031 kind of exchange that you can do to shelter the capital gains. Better just pay those capital gains at the favorable capital gains rate when the time comes to sell the home, the investment property, and use it towards college expenses. We have a tax code in the United States that's so favorable for investments and ride that favorability and use the extra advantageous capital gains tax rate to be able to have most of that money available to you without any tax time bomb 
at any point in the future. This is from Larry in South Carolina. As a follow-up to the Clark.com article, Clark Howard's number one rule before you file an auto insurance claim, I'm curious if the same approach applies to a hit and run where I was hit and the other party ran, or does this fall into the category of the exception if the accident involves another driver and you're at fault, then obviously it's very dangerous territory not to contact your insurer. Larry, first of all, it's terrible that people do hit and runs. We had an employee who was in an accident. It was her fault. And the other party in the accident, again, it was her fault, mm-hmm. fled the scene, never to be seen again. And I remember the police officer got there. He said, now, miss, you don't want me to write this report. She's like, I don't? <laughs> no, you, you don't want this. I mean, you're telling me you were at fault in an accident with somebody who, for whatever reason, because they were fleeing the law or whatever, they didn't want to be found. So I suggest you have a nice day. And that's what she did. And in this case, it wasn't your fault. You were in a hit and run. The damage was such that you're just like, ah, well, I'm not a lawyer. And I know lawyers would say, well, it's a really bad idea because blah, blah, blah. I would say that of the eventualities that could happen in this world, if you don't want to involve insurance in this case, you're good to go. And lawyers who want to correct me on this, Clark.com slash Clark Stinks is the place. Chris in New York says, I received in the mail something called the American Community Survey from the U.S. Census Bureau. My address was randomly selected for this survey they conduct each year. It says my response is required by law. It takes 40 minutes to complete online. I really don't want to give them a lot of personal information, but what if I lost, in quotes, their request? Oh boy, Chris. You can ignore the American Community Survey, but you may find that the Commerce Department comes and bugs you. You may get a call from somebody. You may get increasingly demanding letters. This is not the Census Bureau's fault. Congress passed the law that compels us as Americans to spend our time to help collect this data, to help big American companies make market research decisions. This is, this is just a gimme to the nation's largest companies that we are required to do this. Now, all day long, people will get the American Community Survey and say, forget about it. If you think about in the Constitution, the purpose of the Census Bureau was to do a count of Americans every 10 years. But as happens with government, more and more laws have been added. And this is one that the courts have said, yep, Congress can require this. You got to fill it out. So you can ignore it. You're not going to jail if you ignore it. And at some point you may feel like you got to fill out as little of it as you can so they'll go away and leave you alone because at some point they will keep bothering you potentially to fill out the community survey. And it's time for today's Clarkie of the Day. Who's this one from? Jesse. Hey, Clark. Jesse from Vermont. Uh, One of the things I heard you say on your podcast that really rang true to me was saving for retirement has to hurt just a little bit. And um, when I heard that, I started increasing my 401k contributions. And before you know it, after a few years, I'm maxing it out. And uh, 
I wanted to say thank you and really appreciate everything you do for people and let everybody know it is possible just to save for your retirement and your future self will thank you. That is exactly right, because what you're doing is you're creating choices for yourself. You're creating opportunities to live the life you want, how you want. It's not necessarily about not working. It's about having the freedom to do what you want. And so I'm so glad you're on that path. It's hard. A tiny, tiny percent of people max out their 401k. A lot of people aren't able to get there because of the expenses they have in their lives. You were able to do it, hurts a little, means a little more deferred gratification, and great for you. And remember, tomorrow, big stuff happening. Well, it's December 1st. But you know what else it is? It's Friday. So tomorrow, we got Clark Stinks coming your way. As for now, remember what we're about, that you learn ways to save more, spend less, and avoid getting ripped off. And remember, if you'd like to be part of our Clarkies, call in 404-981-2071. And the question for you, Krista, when am I ever going to memorize that number (laughs) and not have to have you use a flashcard for me? Have I told you how much we pay for that number? No, you haven't. I'm afraid to ask. Okay. It's free. Really? It's free. Is it Google Voice? Mm -hmm. All right. Gotcha. Love that. (laughs) Right. Get ready for Clark Sinks tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.